Welcome, one and all, to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Red alert, Matt. On three. Ready, lean, left. One, two, three. Now on three. Lean, right. One, two, three. Such is the state right now for season two of Star Trek Discovery, Matt. Shaky cam. Uh, indeed, Pete. Uh, according to some quarters, everything is all is lost again, and Star Trek is over forever again. Is is it as bad as all that? It's not. It would seem some uh, not so nice or great things happened, but that they've corrected them. That, of course, being the dismissal of. Uh, showrunners Aaron Harberts and Gretchen J. Berg following what seems to have been pretty nasty treatment of the writer's room, including an episode in which Aaron Harberts leaned over the table and used expletives at a writer. But I think, I mean, let's be honest, it gets heated in a writer's room. The, the best idea should always win out. Hence, that makes some sense. What was completely dastardly was uh, allegedly after the complaints made to human resources, Harberts then told the writer's room, oh, no, 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 we keep things in-house. And that's a scumball maneuver. And you know what? Good riddance. And I guess a couple of thoughts. First of all, while no one is alleging uh, discriminatory remarks made across you know any of the spectrums in which one can discriminate, in this day and age, you cannot tell your people, don't go to HR with your concerns. If your concerns are, my boss yells at me and tells me my work is no good, you know what? That's not nice. I also don't know that that's an HR. HR might look into it and come back and go, uh, you have a jerk for a boss. Sorry. You know, like that could be the end all and be all of it, but you can't in this day and age, you can't make people feel like they can't go to HR about a concern to be a neutral third party. Add to it, Pete, you know, you had the the Hollywood Reporter had the exclusive with this and, you know, people not in the know, you need to kind of read between the lines a little bit for the Hollywood Reporter to get the exclusive and to be able to say, quote, multiple writers are said to have been uncomfortable working on the series and threatened to file a complaint or quit. Pete, they're probably talking directly to these writers. You know what I mean? Right. There's at least at least two. If you're if they're doing journalistic due diligence, they had the writer of this article or someone from The Hollywood Reporter has gotten direct quotes you know, off the record or without attribution or whatever, whatever the proper journalistic label is. But that's how bad this got that writers were talking to the Hollywood reporter. The good news is this seems to happen around the time of a planned hiatus after the filming of the fifth episode of this current season. Um, producer Alex Kurtzman who helped to write Star Trek 2009 and uh, Transformers, uh, several of those, and has is, is been with the production for some time. He directed the uh, series opener um, for season one. Um, he is taking over the day-to-day 
as showrunner. So it's not as if they're in unfamiliar hands. The show will be better for this. Let's be honest. If we're talking about a show that is about a future where we put aside differences, where we move forward in the best possible way for the good of everybody, a move like this can only help. I think to be fair, let's also add that the Hollywood Reporter noted that uh, there also were, were quote, budget woes. Uh, that's one quote. Another makes reference to uh, ballooning budget, I believe is the direct qu- uh, quote. Uh, yeah, the budget for the season two premiere ballooned. Um, so I think that, again, kind of in between the lines here, the article directly referencing, although not specifics, but directly referencing the notion that Harberts was a terror in the writer's room. I think the the very clear implication, Berg, at the very least, was overseeing the budget stuff. I, I'm, I certainly don't have the know-how to say Harberts was creative and Berg was logistical and budget, but it seems like if he's getting the axe for uh, you know, a toxic work environment, she too is getting the axe, not just kind of by implication or association, but also because it appears the money situation was running out of control. Um, I also add Pete unrelated to all of this drama, you have uh, executive producer Akiva Goldsman who apparently has left as well. So, uh, you know, I, maybe it was just time for him to move on. I know he was kind of meant to be kind of the, the, the veteran, the veteran, uh, producer there. So luckily no other goings on in Star Trek discovery, right? Couple all this with the still uh, missing announcement of a Spock actor for season two. We had Anson Mount uh, cast as Captain Pike, which was uh, largely lauded, but that they're four or five episodes in and there's no Spock actor yet. I guess he's not showing up in those episodes. Oh, where's what's the emergency? We can't find Spock. I still I, I don't disagree. In fact, I will say I agree. If they are shooting this any way one normally shoots TV and appears Spock doesn't show up for the first five episodes, I will just offer a potential alternative to that. Maybe all the Spock scenes are being intentionally held back. Heck, maybe they've shot uh, the 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 opposite side of them. You know, the close-ups for Anson Mount going, good point, Spock. Tell me more. And then somebody off screen goes, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then, you know, Anson Mount says, that's right. Load the deflector dish with extra ions. You know, they could have done that. And, you know, it might be a case where they're they're holding off on that announcement. They're going to go back and do just the Spock scenes for three, four, five episodes. But that's not normally how it's done at all. And that's certainly a consideration. But given the trouble in the production, this season's trouble in the production probably uh, leans more to not having uh, that plan, at least not yet. Uh, but Matt, are there any other problems connected with this production or shall I say around this show? Well, I believe it was earlier that uh, that same week, so early, the beginning of last week, uh, word kind of spilled out. I want to say through Trek Corps, um, but but word leaked out that um, essentially Matt Myra was out of uh, of After Trek. Indeed, After Trek being, if not completely scrapped, then completely redone from the bottom up. Um, and I know, I mean, on the one hand, I was I was so. Pete, I went on Twitter 
and lobbied the guy that Matt Myra asked fans to lobby, the guy who's in charge of the production company that does After Trek and another post show, which we'll talk about tangentially in a moment. Uh, you know, and then the product I felt, you felt, a bunch of people on Twitter felt After Trek was just this saccharine dreck not worthy of watching and um pete i guess cbs all access reached that conclusion as well either through viewership numbers or kind of a critical sampling i mean i can't say as i'm not surprised if only matt there were a couple people who could step into the fray and and steady the bridge here you know what pete it's it's like uh, it's like Star Trek Voyager. Sometimes you need the two chairs at the center, not just the one. But no, no announcement there, unfortunately. You know, although, look, that was such a terrible, terrible after-show product. Um, part of me feels bad because I don't think. I mean, you know, I was a steady listener to Myra's most of Myra's other podcasts prior to kind of my disappointment in After Trek. Uh, and that's my own weird thing that I stopped listening to his stuff. But he's so much better than that show. And I feel a little bad that they did not ta ultimately tailor the show, whether it was season one of After Trek or season two, tailor it to his passion, to his abilities, et cetera. Instead, it was just this, you know, car salesman game show. And here's the problem, Pete. If they come back with the most awesome host that isn't you and me next season – for for an after show for for discovery i don't know that i'm interested just because the 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 brand is so tainted whether you call it after trek or or, or the talking trek or whatever it might be agreed i think where it really bothered me was that they were filming it as an after show as the show was being watched by people and then running Twitter polls and taking phone calls, but these people hadn't yet largely seen the episode. So yeah, you need to run the after show act after the actual show. Otherwise you can't call it an after show, right? It's a side show. Uh, Pete, look, you have hit the nail on the head. I mean, not just a, a side show because of its replacement or because of its kind of chronological placement, but that's how it was treated as this sideshow. And I know the last time we spoke Star Trek Discovery, uh, I had, you know, uh, given faint praise, but some praise nonetheless to, you know, that other podcaster who had an, an after show. And now he, of course, uh, uh, somebody who was a uh, who was a uh, a model to Matt Myra, this uh, this Chris Hardwick, who unrelated to the world of Star Trek has also been shown the boot as it turns out he's a terrible terrible person um not a surprise yeah. to this podcaster yeah i mean if nothing else we live in an age where if you are mean and narcissistic one of two things is going to happen to you you're either going to lose your job in the entertainment industry uh or you're gonna you know be elevated to the highest office but let's focus less on that second one you know, I mean, quite a week for the reputations or quite a you know week and a half, whatever it is. We got Harberts for being, you know, a terror in the writer's room. We got Berg for budget overruns. We got Myra. I'll be kind and say the sacrificial lamb for a flawed product that was not his own, you know, of his own making. And then, you know, kind of, again, unrelated to, to Star Trek, but still out there in the zeitgeist, the Hardwick stuff. 
Uh, can we get back to, you know, Star Trek and celebrating infinite diversity and infinite combinations and, you know, helping people out? You know, let me help, as Kirk said in Sitting on the Edge of Forever, not let me berate you and make you feel terrible. Well, let's steer it back in that direction, Matt, now that we've gained control of the bridge and, and locked out the bad guys. Uh, two things going forward. One, we want to hear from you. Uh, who should play the role of Spock in season two? And then maybe stunt cast some other roles of possibly returning uh, enterprise personnel that we could get there. Uh, well, I'll give my opinion for the first one. Uh, they need to get Zachary Quinto. It would be perfect. And I know he had a play on Broadway. I don't know where that's up to and shame on me for not knowing it. I know it, 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 it had a presence at the Tonys uh, last weekend maybe that's why there's the delay maybe they're maybe they're maybe they've cast him in secret but they need to finish the uh the the, the late june run of uh, of his play or whatever it might be fingers crossed but i i have to come back to the strength of the first season of discovery which had you know a, a showrunner firing at the top and had a an extension and had to change and when the mid-season break was going to be and change and change and change and it was a spectacular nay stellar season um and i really really feel i mean look if the writer's room is now a better place and you look at the pictures of the writer's room experience diversity per different perspectives you know and all of that it's got to make the product better it's got to make the actors feel more amenable to the scripts it's got to draw everybody together and hopefully season two is even better than season one my second uh, point here, a little bit more personally motivated. We've seen what's happened with After Trek, whether that may come back, whether it won't. Eh, okay. A um, little lesser uh, talked about is the fact that Engage, the Star Trek podcast, has gone the way of the dinosaur, the dodo as well. Um, so – Here's my suggestion to uh, listeners, to fans. Um, we've had, and, and maybe considering we've had less than cordial, uh, you know, really helpful um, relations with uh, CBS All Access, maybe want to get old Fantastic Geek on one of those slots on both, see if we can't make it work, or... You know, given that they don't seem to have their stuff together, we should remain free agents. You, dear listeners and fans of Fantastic Geek, you decide with your listens, with your chatter on Twitter and everywhere else. Well, surely, Pete. Now, look, this is this is a, a, a one in a thousand shot. But, you know, if you want to see your old Fantastic Geek pals on the reimagined After Trek show, I'll just mention you can tweet at embassy davies d-a-v-i-e-s uh and or at embassy row tv uh they embassy row the uh production company for for after trek and you know that the walking dead after show that might need a new host as well though i'll i'll, I'll propose pete the fantastic geek wouldn't be good at that merely because we're kind of down on walking dead but hey pete you never know the last host of after trek had a hope and a dream and a podcast it can only get better from here, right?
again, it, it's all going to come down to the listeners and what they want. We know we'll continue to bring you more Star Trek Discovery regardless of any other decisions that are made. If you're listening to this on the Discovery podcast feed, we will certainly update as further news comes out. Not quite sure when that would be. I will note as we start to wrap things up here that uh, the Hollywood Reporter article uh, which broke the news of uh, of Berg and Harberts getting ousted. Uh, that also referenced twice the notion that Discovery will be back in 2019. Um, so I know it was always kind of like late 2018 or 2019, but um, you know we'll keep things posted as it happens from there. Pete, how can people be in touch with you? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-10,008 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you like. Comment at FantasticGeek.com. Email FantasticGeek at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram under the same name. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. Everybody's there. Go ahead and like it. Get on that today. Well, Pete, as mentioned, we will update the Discovery feed as warranted. Meanwhile, the party continues on the Pop Culture Podcast feed. All sorts of goodness. In fact, as soon as we wrap this puppy up, we're getting in front of the microphones again to talk The Incredibles 2. Uh, we also have, let's see, we have Luke Cage ahead of us. We have Cloak and Dagger continuing. We have Ant-Man in July. So always keep goodness continuing there. With that, Pete, I will say kaplot all our listeners and give you the final word. Make it so. Make it so.